The following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Broken Helmet. Let's rock. Yeah, coming to you live on tape on this Thursday, September 8th, 2022, where last night I was had, sitting at the bar, had the privilege of sitting in front of a bunch of fine women. They were all going back and forth, trying to battle us to see who could be the next woman best qualified to be on the Real Housewives of New Jersey, New Jersey, obviously, because that is where I reside. And then one starts flapping her gums about her husband. He's some hotshot neurologist or some shit. Anyway, she gets done yapping. The next wifey steps up and states, Oh, your hubby's a neurologist? Well, mine's now the head coach of an imaginary football team for four months, motherfucker. So fuck you and your man. <laughs> <laughs> so they were very animated, very animated women. And they were not super happy about the NFL starting. And because today, this The Hers Day isn't any other The Hers Day, much to the chagrin of these women. The NFL is starting today. So Podcast Nation is going crazy. Everybody has become a handicapper. It is nothing but NFL programming everywhere that you look. Chris, have you tuned in to the NFL Nation today and started to get your fix in before our 8 o'clock kickoff? I did. I did. I, I, I It's a mixture of that and uh, my excitement for fantasy and my excitement for the iPhone 14 Plus. Oh, that's right. The iPhone hit and you are the ultimate uh, Apple fanboy. So you are yeah, probably flipping out. I mean, they have a notch. No more notch. It's a circle in the center of the screen. Who gives a shit? I know you're buying it, though. You know you're buying uh, it. I'm turning 40 in three weeks, and my only request for a present was the iPhone 14 Pro. Yes. Ah, oh, this kid. I swear to God. <laughs> what was wrong with the iPhone? You have the 13, right? I had the 11, no. and that's where I stopped. So I haven't had no, anything have- new since the 11. <laughs> I have an iPhone 12, and I have uh, like 80, 80, iPhone 12 Pro, and I have like 80 bucks left to... Oh, uh, man. You... Bu- you only have a 12? You must be itching. You must be itching. You must be unable to... to sleep at night. Because not only do you I not try... have the 13, Stop. but now you... the 14 is out. Holy shit, I gotta go get it. No, it's not out yet. It's not I'm, out. I'm an American. I, I, I need to buy the next coolest gadget. Pronto! Yep. Pronto! That's true. Well, now I'll have an iMac, uh, a MacBook, uh, an iPad mini. I'll have an Apple Watch. I'll have... Uh, what other? Oh, AirPod Pro, and this will pretty much complete the circle with the uh, iPhone 14 Pro. You are a stupid asshole. That's exactly yep. what he is. I don't feel that. I, you're my brother. I love you very much. Yeah. But Ron Burgundy <laughs> has a difference of opinion for you. So, but yeah. So there's excitement all abound because the iPhone 4 is uh, right here within grasp. 
I don't know when the hell the damn thing launches. What, end of this week, next week, or something like that? Or? Mm, yeah, I think next week. Yeah. yeah, whatever it is. But anyway, more importantly, the NFL has started, and the Broken Helmet is here to bring you all of the best possible gambling talk that you could imagine, even though you can get gambling talk basically everywhere now. It's now called, what do they call it, wagertainment. Wagertainment is what I think Nick Costas of You Better You Bet has tried to coin. So uh, if you do want to contact the show now or in the future, whenever, you can reach us at brokenhelmetshow at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at helmetbroken. Why? Because Broken Helmet was already taken. So at helmetbroken is our Twitter account. At the Broken Helmet Pod is our Instagram account. So you can reach us on any of those. And uh, I was going to try to consolidate those, but like I mentioned <laughs> yesterday in my quick uh, podcast to uh, make uh, you familiar with the gambling show, now with Obi-Wan Kenobi having an episode with Darth Vader breaking his helmet, the Broken Helmet monikers have gone crazy. So I, I don't know how I'm going to consolidate this and put it all into something that's the same because the Broken Helmet now is gone everywhere. I'm lucky that uh, I got what we got for this one. But if you did want to get in touch with us, those are all the ways that you can. So this is our gambling show. We have done this how long now, Chris? Four years? Four years. Yep. Four years. Started off on SoundCloud, moved over to the regular podcast dist- distribution sites, and we've been doing it ever since. So, And I think we're getting close to episode 100. So we've been doing it a little bit, Had have a lot of fun doing it, and basically Chris and I, we're not gambling pros. We have everyday jobs. We just do this because shit, it's fun. Everybody gambles, and so, you know, why not us? So uh, we do four downs. First down is usually a recap of last week uh, in terms of stats, how we did. Second down are the big couple of games for the week. Third down is a rundown of all the other games. And then fourth down is when we lay it all on the line and we give uh, some picks for you and then our actual faux gambling picks. So um, now there is no next or last week to recap because there's been no games. So we'll just jump in here and we'll do a little potpourri. First down. So, with that said, Chris, what is at the forefront of your mind with the NFL s- season beating down on us here? Uh, injuries is is our main concern here, especially with, I think, three or four games that stand out more than others. Uh, the 49ers with uh, uh, George Kittle getting that groin injury, he's now sounding like he's doubtful to play. Yep, I saw that yesterday, and obviously him being a big blocker and San Francisco having a big running game, that obviously be is a big news and note for that game. So that was something that you would rather not hear. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's one. Uh, the Eagles, uh, sounds like they officially have their starting running back back and healthy. I, I don't know really how much that's going to matter. I guess that's more of a wait-and-see approach. I grabbed Sanders. Sanders. Yeah, I grabbed Sanders in some best ball that I did yesterday on Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy, whatever that one. I did one of those best ball manias. I did two of those teams, and uh, I got him. I think in both, or at least in one of them. And I did not like doing it, but everybody else had run away from him because the guy is so fucking injury prone. Nobody wants to touch him. Yeah, it's it's crazy how far he fell in drafts. It's wild. Um, that's a big one. So then you got. 
uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey with the shin injury today. Uh, we briefly spoke about this off the air. Uh, you know, getting a, a cleat to the shin sounds severely painful to me. You seem to think it's just a cut and it's not going to be that big of a deal. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not too worried about it. Well, I mean, we'll see, obviously, when it comes. But I would be more concerned with a bone bruise or something to the muscle, you know, a, a cut of the shin, you know, tape that sucker up, put some stitches on it, go out there. It's football for crying out, so crying out loud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the all-pro lineman Ronnie Stanley apparently sat out practice again today. Yeah, he was all banged up last year, and you know they tried trying to get him back to 100% health because obviously you know the Ravens have built their team around you know Lamar Jackson's dual threat ability and their right. running game, and they've got right. you know him coming back in a contract year. They've got J.K. Dobbins coming back from injury. They just signed Kenyon Drake, but it all revolves around having a healthy line. So, uh, you know, Staley, obviously, they wanted to get him back to 100%, but he's still struggling along. Yeah, so that's a pretty big injury. Going down the list, you got Chris Godwin uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He seems like he's going to be out again now uh, after coming back to a full practice, and now he's missing practice. He'll be a game-time decision. Uh, They also don't have... The other guy, Gage, so, you know, that that could be a little bit of an issue. I guess that's why the spread is so low in that game. So Godwin now is looking like he's going to be out, huh? Yeah. Wow, because he was completely trending in the other direction. And literally, all the podcasts, so, uh, you know, I had work today uh, that I was kind of engulfed in, but I did have podcasts in the background, and Everybody was talking about Tampa Bay game, and they were all talking about Godwin playing. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't know what happened overnight, but maybe he pushed it too hard yesterday, and you just you just hope that like it wasn't something that popped, something in the knee that was fixed, and he has to go have cleanup, you know, surgery, and you hear that stuff all the time. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, game time um, decision definitely sounds like a downgrade from where he was before. And that obviously, that ACL injury happened uh, mid December of last year. So, yeah, still I mean, that's still, fresh. it's nine months. You know, that's uh, in this day and age, I guess that's a decent amount of time to recover. Yeah, uh, they usually. AC- yeah, continue. I said ACL was, you back in the day, was like a full 12 months, you know? Yeah, and they say that, I, 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 to piggyback off that, they usually say, what, around two years is when you finally get back to the way you used to be. Right. You know, you can use right. it year one, but it's not really till year two that it develops the, the strength, if you will, tension, whatnot in it. So, But I am not a you know sport doc, uh, you know, at sports whatever doc, so don't ask me. Even though, like, like we said last week. He didn't. Uh, he didn't do too well on that Zach Wilson injury. Although now it seems like the Zach Wilson injury might have been more toward what he was talking about because Wilson's going to be out for four weeks. Yeah, at least four. And from what I read the other day, it was they're saying it's more like six. You mean? But, oh, you mean he might not come back till six? Yeah. So he's out definitely till four, but looking more like six, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Pro Football Doc was more on the money than originally thought. 
Yeah, dude's pretty good. <laughs> that, that dude's pretty spot on. Uh, the other two injuries that I thought mattered were Shaquille Leonard from the Colts. Apparently, he's limited still and might play Sunday. But I mean, he's a massive part of that defense. It's, they really probably won't need him, but. When you're talking about seven points, you never know. Yeah, I, I think that they'll probably need him sooner than later. Um, obviously, he was banged up last year, then he had the back surgery. It's been a big part of that defense. Everflus is actually gone now, so their previous defensive coordinator becomes the head coach of Chicago. So they're going to redo everything over there. And who was it again that stepped up in his place? Uh, he left, and it was Gus Bradley that ended up taking over the D.C. position there for Eberflus, who's out. So, the you know, the faster you get Leonard back in there, the better off you'd be. I don't know about, you know, if they really need him, like you mentioned, this week. But, you know, it could be a tougher game than, than people think. I, I don't think that they're going to lose. But, like you mentioned, the seven points... It's a little aggressive. Yeah. It was eight Covering previously, a... right? It started at, I want to say it started at nine. Maybe it started at eight. Yeah, that's that's when the better number was to be had. And then it, it's yeah. come down. Yep. So. Yeah. Uh, and the last injury I had was Deontay Johnson. And the Steelers need whatever firepower they have to compete against the Bengals because they're not <laughs> without... Ben Roethlisberger, as old as he was, that's a whole new system, man. Well, oddly enough, that today's the trend of today, according to podcasts at large, is definitely one of them is Pittsburgh. I will say that the the trends that I've heard are Rams go uh, the Minnesota Green Bay over. Steelers, Texans, and Jags. Those have been the trendy picks as I've listened uh, today all day to podcasts as I did my work. So while I am with you in thoughts about the Bengals versus the Steelers, we are definitely the minority when it comes to professional gamblers like our, our you know, all of our, you know, fellow, uh, you know, peers. I can't believe you said the Jags. I thought I was going to be alone on that. Dude, nobody. I, I mean, uh, every. I should say nobody isn't on the Jags at this point. Uh, yeah. Now, now that I'm looking, it did drop a point and a half. So, yeah. The other crazy spread, and we'll get to it in a little bit, uh, was the Cleveland Browns, Carolina Panthers, because I obviously a betting can syndicate or some heavy hitters have gone back and forth with that spread, and specifically today. Because it swung all the way to Panthers minus one and a half, and then t- that was last night, and then today when I checked, it was a pick'em. So somebody smacked that up hard on the Browns and sent that all the way to a pick'em status. Yeah, what's it? It's a the best you're gonna get is Panthers plus one and a half. That's uh, I I don't know how anyone's gonna bet on Jacoby Brissett. Like that's that's a tough bet. I don't either, but that that wasn't on as many of the broadcasts and podcasts that I listened to, but it started to trend up there a little bit today. So, uh, but we were talking about kind of themes for the for the year, and you were thinking uh, of the injuries that we just talked about and how they apply to fantasy. Um, you know, I, one of the, the things that I was thinking about just in terms of the twenty twenty two season. 
is quarterbacks because the quarterbacks are really in flux. And, you know, some of the great ones are on their way out. And I don't know about the next generation, right? I mean, you, you got Brady, you got Rodgers, but they're on their last legs. And so when they're gone, you know, who steps in their place to be like the elder statesman? You know, you're, you're Matt Stafford. I mean, he's old too. You know, Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford. No, no, Russell Wilson, Matt, they're older. But it's going to be saying. more of it's going to be more of the the people we'll talk about in ten years are going to be the Justin Herberts, the Patrick Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen. Yes, Josh Allen. Um, you know, I it really depends on what kind of system they put around him, but. Trey Lance might be somebody we talk about, you know, be talking about for a long time. Um, I, I, all right, so you Jaylen threw out Hurts, Trey Lance. Me. What makes you think of Trey Lance when, when talking about all the quarterbacks in the league right now? Well, because the system, because San Francisco has a really good system. That's They're like a Los Angeles Rams type of team. Like, they have a good system. Yes, no matter for who, sure. Shanahan who, is a great offensive mind. Right. Whoever you plug in there seems to get some sort of noteworthy uh, comments about, you know, successful ratings. And so while Jimmy Garoppolo, everyone loves to rag on him because he didn't win a Super Bowl, Jimmy Garoppolo did lead that team to, what, three straight NFC championships or something like that? Yeah, he wasn't bad. I mean, obviously you could get better, but his performance was fine. His performance was fine. So, like, Jimmy Garoppolo, like, people would would trade for him. The problem is, is that San Francisco didn't want to let him go. No, well, why would you? Because Trey Lance well, yeah, is such a question you? mark. You know that the old system works with Jimmy, maybe not to right. where you want it to work, but it does work with him. So why would you throw that away when you had such a question mark you know, in your current quarterback that you were hoping fit into the system, but maybe he needed another year of seasoning. Maybe he needs another two years of seasoning. Who knows? Maybe he's not the guy to begin with. So I'm with you there. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think people like uh, uh, the Seahawks would have loved to have a Garoppolo because they have no quarterback. You know, like the, the, the Seahawks, maybe even the Texans. I just, I just don't think they wanted to let him go. No, I don't think so either. They de- they definitely didn't want to let him go intra intra division. That's for sure. No, no. no. So, I mean, but you know, like a Joe Burrow is somebody we'll talk about. He'll he'll be around for a long time. Even somebody like a Jalen Hurts, who you know had so yeah, much success. We'll he had so much success in college, and he seems like he might be somebody that could be around the league for a long time. He reminds me of a young Russell Wilson. Um, we'll see. We'll see if he gets better at passing the ball. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say the quarterbacks that stand out that could be the next gen. Uh, you know, Allen's there now. Uh, Lamar Jackson. I'm still. I don't know. Jury's out for me because I really, no, 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 no. I no, really don't no. know if his passing game is there to put him in that realm. But Allen no. for sure. Burrow for sure. Then Herbert. Uh, Herbert for sure. Then you're gonna have Deshaun Watson, right? And when he yeah, comes he'll back, be around. but you know we'll see. Mahomes, I mean, he's got to come back. Mahomes is another one. Uh, Prescott, I'm Prescott, I'm sure will get 
Well, uh, I, I mean, Prescott is what he is. He's not getting any better, and I'm not super impressed. Yeah, with but what he, he doesn't. Now. He doesn't lose you a game. Like he's a very good game manager. Like he's fine. He he doesn't hurt you. Yeah, the problem now with Prescott is that the team isn't as good as it was. So now there's going to be eight million excuses to find when Prescott and the Cowboys, you know, fall. Right, so if they're not as good as pot, it's going to be like, oh well, you know, their line isn't as good. They lost some defense. You know, I, the, the cornerback situation isn't great, and so it, it's just going to take the it's going to take the focus off of Prescott and his performance. So it, it's going to be tough. The only thing Prescott would be able to do is elevate his team right now. And so if he does that, then yeah, he would prove me wrong and not be the average quarterback that I think. But. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he'll get knocked hard if Dallas falls because there are going to be a lot of other things to point to. Then there's the really, really young up-and-comers like a Trevor Lawrence or a Mac Jones. Those guys have a lot of potential. I actually think Mac Jones is, is pretty good, pretty damn good. He just he's – in, he's in another system uh, uh, team. You know, he's on another system team where – Belichick just finds success whatever he does. Yeah, I I thought so as well last year. We'll see this year. It sounds like there's a lot of problems with that offense and the changeover here, and we'll see if that impacts Mac Jones negatively. But I thought he had a great freshman campaign there uh, for New mm-hmm. England. So I could definitely see that as well. But, I, you know, talking about that top flight, I don't know. I You know, Kyler Murray, do you want to put him there? I, uh, no. I'm, no, I'm still. It's kind of like the Lamar Jackson thing. I mean, so much of yeah, the game yeah, is but... predicated uh, on the running, and sure, I, Murray has a great arm. Uh, I just don't know if you know all around his you know combination of you know ground and air talent works for me. But um, you know, only time will tell in that regard. Who do you think would have more of a shot between those two? Of, like, future success, that is. It depends if Kyler Murray bulks up and learns to pass from the pocket. He'd probably have more success. I would... Man, I I just... I don't know, because Murray has an infinitely better arm, right? But he... You can't can't teach what Murray has. Right. He has that better arm. He's, He's gifted with that. Lamar Jackson... You're not going to change the way he throws the ball. You're not going to name one quarterback like Lamar Jackson who's found success for a decade of NFL football. You can't. Yeah, I know. It's just it's interesting to think of because you would say, okay, well, even if Murray loses as athleticism, his arm would allow him to throw from the pocket, but he just doesn't like to be that like stereotypical pocket passer. He, primarily he because he's short as shit, right? So he's small. Yeah, he's short, right? Right. So, but he will. That's he'll, actually going to be pretty he'll, interesting. He'll adjust his game. He'll very much adjust his game. Because those are two, I, I would say, outliers to the old conventional NFL system, right? I mean, there's been, a, you know, obviously there's been quarterbacks with the ability to scramble previously. I, you know, we've got we've gone through the list before, but those two are are, are just different because it's such a component of their game, and it, it's also. It's, their games, the performance is kind of pinned to those X factors, right? 
And I don't know, you know, th- there's been quarterbacks before maybe, but uh, again, it just now I'm in the weeds here. But it's going to be interesting to see how those two careers progress. Don't uh, forget that last year, Kyler Murray through the first half of the season was the favorite to win the MVP. Yeah, he was I an mean, animal. He was, until he, he got was hurt. an animal. Right, right. He gets hurt. He, he's an animal every year until he gets hurt. So yeah. uh, one would think that eventually Cliff Kingsbury or whomever the coach may be is going to say, hey, look, man, you're great and you're awesome, but we, we're paying you for your arm, not for your legs. Slow the fuck down. Yeah. And, and then can he do that? That's going to be the question because of his size. Drew Brees did it. Drew Brees did do it. Drew Brees did do it. Uh, I think that Murray might be a little shorter than Brees, but They're he close. has an infinitely better arm. So you know, obviously, if Brees could do it, that that would be the the example, and that right. would, that would be the benchmark right there, right? So, um, but all right, you know, so quarterbacks of the future. Uh, injuries that could impact fantasy and uh, you know gambling. The, those are kind of the things on our mind right now. But let's let's get out of that. That segment first down will ultimately become a review of how we done weeks prior. So let's start building up that record going into this week, and we'll start off with the two big games of the week. Second down. So to be completely honest, there is not a lot of Good football games or ones that that really catch your eye. Yeah, sure. NFL's back. We're all fucking pumped. We all want to watch football. Go watch it at the bar. Watch it with family, friends, whatever you do. Go tailgate, etc. But if you look down this list of games, there really aren't a whole ton that really catch your eye. Like, oh shit, that's the game that I want to watch. So, when we're talking about big games... You want to just start, we'll talk real quick about tonight's game because it is pretty big. Now, by the time everybody listens to this, the game will be over, so we'll make this first game an added game and make it short. But Bills will be flying over to Los Angeles to face off against the Rams. Right now, the Bills are the favorite in terms of tickets and money. 57% of the tickets are on the Bills. 65% of the money is on the Bills. And then the Sharps are on the Rams. Now, all those stats that I provided and I will continue to provide for all these other games are all brought to you courtesy of the Action Network. And I pulled all those around 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, whatever, today on Thursday. So that that's the how new those stats are. So basically, it's all the Bills... And then the Sharps got the Rams. So what are you thinking about tonight? I like the Bills. I, you can't you can't uh, think about what they're going to do, right, and, and not compare it to the Rams' defense from the past. But typically, from what I remember, and, what I, and I think you'll agree with me, usually the first week of the season is close to the highest scoring weeks until you get nearing the end of the season when everybody finally has it figured out. So if Buffalo and Los Angeles are going into a shootout, I do believe that Buffalo is going to win. Now, with that said, I like Buffalo at, what is it, two and a half? I think that's the current spread. Current line that I pulled Uh, from DraftKings, again, around 4 o'clock, was two. Two. So I like Buffalo at two, and I really like the Rams teased at eight. Yeah, I so heard. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that in a few, but 
Yeah, I heard uh, multiple people talking about taking the Rams and teasing them up from the 2 to the 8, obviously, because it pushes it through the 7. Um, and I also heard a lot of people just outright liking the Rams. Some people talked about Rams' money line. I have the Bills here, and for me, that Ram team easily could have lost that Super Bowl. Now, granted, you know, it's now an entire new year, so it's not really relevant, but I don't know. Like, it wasn't a super strong Super Bowl win, and this team is primarily the same. They have added some pieces, right? So um, they brought in Bobby Wagner on defense, so that was a a big win for them. They brought in Allen Robinson on offense, also a big win, but that comes at the loss of Odell Beckham. So it's kind of, you know, you lose one for the other. Now, whether or not they get Beckham back later, who knows. But the Bills are basically the same team and then some, right? I mean, they did lose Dayball, and we're going to see if that really impacts their offense because Ken Dorsey ends up replacing him. But granted, it's an oh, oh, East to West Coast game, so you're dealing with a time difference, etc. It's a Thursday night game. I still like the Bills here. You know, push comes to shove. I just like the roster a little more. Yeah, it, I don't care. The night, uh, it being a Thursday night game doesn't matter because there's been no season so far. So it, it's just like a, it's like a Sunday game to them. Right. I, no, I agree. But it's still a Thursday night game. I mean, it's just different. Right, I mean, it's I, I. What matters more is it's a primetime game, right? It's 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 in it's on. It, they're on the spotlight in the spotlight, right? Like whatever, they're the ones that are gonna go out there, start the season. So maybe there'll be a bunch of jitters in the first quarter or so. But I mean, when you're comparing these two teams, what comes to mind? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Bills offense, Rams defense, right? Yeah, no, I'm with you. So I, like you just said, believe that with the same lineup that they had last year, excluding Cole Beasley on offense, and uh, who did who did the Rams lose on defense? They lost one guy. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I'd have to pull sh- up the roster. I, I don't know offhand. Oh, they lost Von Miller. Von Miller. That's it. Losing Von Who, who's Miller. Who's going to be on the other side, right? So he's coming into the Bills. Right, 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 right. So for a ridiculous contract, they I, it's obnoxious how much they paid Von Miller. <laughs> they they overpaid him, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. They wanted that but piece. They wanted it, right. So with that said, I'm always going to take losing a slot receiver over losing a defensive end. Defensive end matters more to me than you can replace a slot receiver at any given moment. But somebody with the experience and uh, knowledge of the game like Von Miller had, that's all, that's that's tough to lose. Yeah, no, I, I I'm with you. I'm I'm going I'm going Bills here. Sounds like you're going Bills as well. Yeah, I I can't not take the Bills. Yeah, so we're both on the Bills there. Like you said, you like the Rams more so in a tease to bring that spread up to the eight. 50, you were talking about a shootout. Over-under in this game is 52 points. Does that entice you at all? Yeah, see, I seem to be the outlier because I've listened to to some radio and I've talked to some people at work. Everybody thinks it's going to be lower than 52, but I, I think it's going to be more of a shoot. It's the first week of the year. I, I feel like every game is always a shootout. 
Yeah, to get up to 52, what, you know, you, you could go uh, 21, 28. 20, 21, 28 almost gets you there. And then you just got to get 28, 24. You know, that, that, that puts you at 52. So, yeah. I, I mean, I could definitely see that. I, I would expect a lot of overs. And some of these, some of these over-unders are really low. So, but I mean, obviously, some of the teams involved on those low spreads are just shitbox. So, and we'll get to those as we go on. Here, 52 is, I think it might be the next highest. I think it's the third highest. There are three other above the 52. So, it's one of the higher over-unders on the week. I, I don't like it either way. If I did have a lean, I probably would lean over. Um, but I don't know. It's pretty fair, fair number in my regard. In my regard, that's fucking idiot. If, 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 if it goes over, if it goes over the Rams, uh, the Bills win. If it goes under, the Rams win. Right. All right. So, and this also big night tonight because it is Amazon's premiere. So you get to see the uh, the Fitz Gonzalez Sherman and some nameless uh, woman as the broadcaster. That's their pregame show, and then it is Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet. They already did the one game last week, was it or two weeks ago? Right, they didn't have any games last week, but I guess two Thursdays ago they ended up having a game and they did a dry run. Did you watch that game? I don't. I don't remember who it was. Wait. Kirk Herbstreit is working for ESPN and Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing the he's doing the the Thursday night game as play by play, and he's still staying on College Game Day. That's crazy. How did they get that to work? I, I you know, whatever they got it done. I, I, I'm sure they asked, and Herbstreit or Herbstreit asked ESPN. He's probably got built in cachet. He's been there for fucking ever. I mean, come on, guy's been there for so long. So I'm yeah. sure he just said, "Hey, can I do this?" You know, and what do they care? Because ESPN's got the they, they got the Monday night, and they weren't putting him on Monday night because they put Buck and Aikman there. So you know, you want to go get a paycheck somewhere else? I, you know, we've got uh, multiple decades of history here. Go ahead, go go get your cash. It's it's just it's going to be weird hearing him talk NFL when I'm just so used to seeing him on you know college. I know, well. But- to that I, point, to that point, sorry to, to barrel over you, in that first game, the one cool thing is that he does bring out a lot of like college histories, college history about the players that he sees in the field. Right? And so there's that. So, good he, so he remembers? So yeah, he remembers yeah, it all. yeah, yeah. He was there were a couple of times that I'm like, you know what? I could dig this. Right? Because he, the NFL is probably the last sport that has really solid attachment to the college game. Right, because uh, basketball has gotten like international, so and the translation of college game to pro game kind of isn't there outside of like the really top, you know, notch guys. And then baseball, forget about it. I, you know, I mean, there's a little bit, but not really anything at all. And hockey, yeah, sure, there's some hockey, but again, hockey's international, just like baseball and basketball. So football's the mm. last one that's got that. Oh, yeah, you could follow from college, and these guys turn into pros, and so you can follow from one to the other. So, and Kurt Herbstreet added that, and that's that, that's the thought that came to my mind when I just plowed over you and, and shut your mouth for you. Yeah, I, maybe we'll see. I guess I'm excited for it. 
yeah, it'll be fun, and we'll get to see that tonight at 8 o'clock, which is probably, well, probably, it is about an hour from now. So we'll, uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about the Thursday night game for a hot second. We talked about it for longer than that. So let's go, and we'll check out the next game. We are going to fly over to Los Angeles again. Yeah, we're actually going to go fly up. We're going to do a little circle, and we're going to fly right back down in Los Angeles as the next game we talk about is going to be the Chargers- Hosting the Raiders. Everybody's talking about it. There's going to be more Raider fan there than Chargers fans, obviously, because the Raiders were in Los Angeles previously, and the Chargers don't have a lot of fans at all to begin with. So it will be a home game for the Raiders. That's what everybody's thinking, even though they're Las Vegas. They started off in Los Angeles after they left Oakland. So whatever. It's like fucking basketball, right? When they were talking about, oh, the Lakers have no lakes in Los Angeles, but that's because they came from Minneapolis. So... So anyway, with the Chargers hosting the Raiders. Basketball. Yeah, you remember that one? <laughs> and they do the whole thing where all the teams fucking move around. And they're like, oh, yeah. So the oh Jazz move from New God. Orleans to Utah where they have no Jazz. And the Lakers move from Minneapolis to Los Angeles where they have no Lakes. So uh, anyway, uh, Chargers, three and a half point favor favorites versus the Raiders here in this game. Right now, the tickets are split 50-50, while the money is on the Raiders. Pretty heavy, too, at 77% of the cash is on Los Angeles. Los Angeles, there, there I go. Las Vegas, and the Sharps also on the Raiders. So here you go. And I've heard a couple people talking about the Raiders a little bit. I Not giving a super amount of credit to the Chargers. A lot of people saying the Chargers are the Chargers. I heard that on two separate podcasts from two separate people. So I I don't know I don't know if the Chargers are the Chargers I like them in this spot. I do too. I'm shocked that that many people like the Raiders. The Raiders have a lot of holes in their defense. They have, which is not good, going up against a very strong elite uh, uh, offense in being the the Chargers. <laughs> like that's not what you want. Um, if this is going to turn into a shootout, they're not going to win. They're, they're not going to outshoot the the Chargers. Um, the Chargers are home. The Raiders have one dynamic weapon, one uh, dynamic, I guess, quote-unquote, tight end who's been injured all year. Yeah, he's still and, banged up right now. And they have no running back. Like, well, I mean, what are, they have a running back. They just hate him. Right, I don't Josh know if Josh Jacob. I don't know if he's that good, man. I'd That's rather right. see the. I'd rather see the rookie. He definitely could be, be worse. Honest. You know what's funny about Josh Jacobs is two years ago, everybody and their brother was doing cartwheels about the guy. Right, everybody wanted him on their fantasy team. They thought he was the next coming, and then all of a sudden, it was like John Gruden just shit on him and just got tired of him one year, and then everybody else followed suit. And yeah. I, you know, I don't know if you can really blame him. His line has been pathetic for years, right? I mean, really, I mean, the, the stuff he did his rookie year, and I guess early his sec, his sophomore debut. I mean, he was doing that shit with no line, right? And I mean, they still don't have a line right now. But I just, I don't think no, that you're Jacobs... in, you're in, you're incorrect. They had an incredible line his rookie year. They the lost. line was good then. Yeah, they lost. They lost Hudson. They lost uh, uh, Gabe. Uh, uh, what's the guy's name? I can't remember. They lost like three guys, uh, and then I, now now it's just been piecemeal ever since. 
Yeah, maybe. I, I didn't think it was that good and because I just remember thinking to myself, like, I, the line got shittier? Like, it, I mean, it definitely got worse, but it, like, went from great to shitty or it just went from average to not so, you know, below average. I, I don't, I, I could be remembering it wrong. I don't know. So I, you're the Raider fan. You would know. I would not. It's, they're garbage again. They're just, they're, they're well, garbage. their line now is garbage. But, I, you know, yeah. Eric Eager, uh, he, I think I just fucked up his name, but Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus was on You Better You Bet with Nick Costas. And he was saying, which was funny, he said, you know, if you're a Raider fan and you like the Raiders, this is the game that you're going to like them. Because as the year goes on, you're probably going to be able to poke holes all, or, you know, all throughout the system. But now would be the time if they're going to get a W, they could get it now because everybody, it's you know, this is the official preseason starts today. Weeks one through four is the official preseason. So if you're mm-hmm. going to get them, get them today. Um, and even with that, you know, look, Devontae Adams is there. I think that's going to be a huge bonus. I don't like the Raiders line like we just talked about. The Chargers line, they have. Khalil Mack, he's past his prime, you know, but he's still got a little left in the tank. Uh, they added J.C. Jackson, but he's out tonight. I think that obviously gives a little bit to Las Vegas in terms of trying to work that offense, but I don't know this early on if it's going to be that big of a loss, right? Because they didn't have him last year. They'll just have to do the same thing they did last year without him. Not that the Chargers defense was that good. But Chargers offense, I really like. And they got the better of the two quarterbacks in Herbert. And so now, you know, they got to win at home by four points. I, I Give me the Chargers. Yeah, three, what is it, three and a half? I think that's the current one. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking it. I'm taking the Chargers, too. I, I, I'll take the Chargers. Uh, I won't bet this game, you know, because I don't bet with or against the Raiders. But uh, I'll, I'll pick them. I'll pick the Chargers and, and just hope that I'm wrong and uh, – <laughs> the Raiders actually, I mean, they have to have Matt Collins is listed as their third wide receiver. Like what? Right. Well, what? Huh? let me ask That's you. Crazy. So three and a half people seem to be liking the Raiders at two and a half. Do you ultimately flip in two seconds and then like the Chargers? Uh, yeah, you know what I mean, I, right? A hundred, hundred percent. So at two and a half, because it obviously gets below the field goal, everybody's all over the Chargers. The three and a half scares everybody away. So then the question becomes: Do you think that the Raiders are going to stay in this game, or do you think that the Chargers have a chance to open it up? I would say I think the Chargers have an opportunity of opening it up. Yeah, I, I don't see this game playing out where the Raiders stay competitive past the midway point of the third quarter. I think they'll be competitive, but I, I definitely think that they they win by more than three and a half points. You know that oh, yeah. that that hook pushing it over the field goal doesn't scare me at all. No, but you'll you, if Vegas had it at let's say two and a half, you'd have people would just hammer the Chargers. Oh, it would be pounding would, the Chargers all day. Yes. So yes. now speaking about pounding it, they think the points are going to be pounding it here at fifty-two and a half, which is the second most points of the week. So over under of fifty-two and a half, they're not thinking these defenses are going to do much of anything, or they just simply think that the offenses are that good. One way or the other, they're expecting a lot of points here. Fifty-two and a half. Any kind of lean on that? It's going to be an over. It's going to be another shootout. Yeah, I, I'm probably leaning toward an over here, too. Especially since I like the Chargers to cover that three and a half. So I'm thinking a lot of points. 
putting the Raiders behind, and then they've got to throw the ball to get back into it. So I'd be if you're if you're scared, tease it down and, and go over. That's what I would tell anybody. Yeah, that would be a good. You know, you could take tonight's game, two game. Well, tonight's game and then that Raider game. Bring that fifty-two from the Rams Bills, fifty-two and a half from the Raiders Chargers. Bring that down six points. Make those forty-six and take the over on both of them. That would actually be an okay play as well. So uh, that is Chargers hosting the Raiders, and that brings us to our final big game of the week. And that game is going to be over in Arizona. So we're going to take a quick flight over there to, I don't even know, what is the stadium now? It was University of Phoenix forever, but now it's something else. And I can't remember what the hell it is. It might be a gambling uh, It might be a gambling site. Maybe not. I'm not sure. But anyway, they're going to Arizona to play the, oh, well, the Chiefs are going to be in Arizona playing the Cardinals. So we got Chiefs-Cardinals here. This game is six points in favor of the Chiefs. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was actually four and got juiced up to six at this point. Or maybe it was it was eight and came down to six. It's one of the two. There was, either, there was a movement of two points one way or the other. But currently, Chiefs are now favored by six points on the road versus the Cardinals. They are a trifecta bet here because the Sharps like the Chiefs. 55% of the tickets are on the Chiefs, and 67% of the money are in Kansas City's favor. So here we talked about Kyler Murray, possible up-and-coming, uh, up-and-comer. We have Pat Mahomes, who is one of the elite quarterbacks. So do you think that he is able to run away and cover this six? It's a big number for a road favorite here. Is it up to six now? I, I saw it at five and a half. Uh, DraftKings, really... Draft where I pulled it, it was six six points at four p.m. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, it doesn't five and a half, six. I mean, was it two? Well, two field goals sounds better, I guess, than a touchdown. Uh, yeah, I I do believe. Now, I, I do believe that the Chiefs are as good with even without Tyree Kill. That's just me. I know people aren't on the in the same boat as me with that, but. I trust Patrick Mahomes more than I trust Harry Kill. I don't think that the Cardinals are going to be as good as uh, they will be at then at the end of the year. I think they're more of a, a late season team right now. Yeah, no, I hear uh, you. Than- they're going to have to get going here in the first four weeks in this preseason section to start yeah. moving toward the end. Yeah, they're they're in a brutal division because. It sucks having to play the Rams, right? And it doesn't seem like it's going to be too much of a cakewalk having to go up against the 49ers either. So they they got a hell of a season ahead of them. And I guess we'll see. I I read a lot about their linebackers, their their, uh, Simmons and that other guy they drafted um, who are now stepping up to be full-time three-down guys. Right. We'll, we'll see that this was their plan for a while, and they just it, it, it took them a while to get there. I, I'm surprised, right? Simmons' lack of development. You know, he's been okay, but they thought he was going to come in and just tear it up. Yes, they which thought he, he was going to be a, a Micah Parsons. No, he's not. He, he hasn't been. But the other kid they drafted too a couple of years ago. Uh, I can't. Well, I can't remember his name right now. But regardless, they. Uh, they need that. That's going to be a big piece because if those guys are going to be strong on the run, uh, their secondary is pretty good. I mean, they're they're decent. So they'll be able to compete, and then that'll allow their their offense to really just 
rain down on people. So until that, I, I can't pick against the Chiefs, man. The Chiefs are – they scare me again, man. I, being a Raiders fan, like, the Chiefs are easily the favorite to win that division, and they should. And In my mind, they're still the best in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, to me, the Chiefs – not only – are the Chiefs basically the same team minus Tyreek Hill? And I definitely think now, thinking about it, that they were favored by eight, and then they traded Tyreek Hill, and that brought it down to six. But, look, they got rid of Hill, and they were more than happy to get rid of him. And I don't think they did that just on a whim. I think that they had an idea of what they wanted to do with the offense, and there is a plan in place. And if you look at them in the preseason, granted they played some shitbox teams, that the Chiefs performed really well. While the Cardinals are still trying, like you said, to piece things together, they don't have Hopkins because he's out on suspension. They just brought in Hollywood Brown, so there's a change there. You know, they stuck with James Conner. They got rid of Chase Edmonds. There's been a lot more change of concern on the on side of the Cardinals than the Chiefs, who basically got rid of their number one wide receiver, but everything else kind of stayed the same, and they brought in more wide receivers to kind of fill in, you know, in the holes. So, you know, the question becomes, look, Chiefs on the road, six points. It's a lot of points, but is it warranted, right? And, I mean, most times I would see this line, if this was midseason, I would probably auto-pick the, the Cardinals. But I, too, like the Chiefs in this spot. I like them with the six. And I love it as a tease. Yeah, I love it as a tease, too. I was going to say, you just took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, I'm going to take the Chiefs at five and a half, six, and then just tease it up and take the Cardinals at 12 in my teaser. Right. Yeah, no, that that's it's one of the games that I like. I, now I don't, I you know, I'll save the teasers for later. As much as I like them in the tease, I don't know if I've actually put them in my tease, but I do. They were one of the teams that I was looking at, and uh, you know, so I like them here with the six. I love it with the tease. The over under is fifty four. This, my friends, is the number one over under of the week in terms of highest point total. Of course, it is. So, uh, and of course, because these guys are just nothing but offense. So, although their defenses, you know, aren't shabby, you know, Spagnola's done, you know, some work with that Chiefs defense to bring them along, and the Cardinals are okay. Yeah, they the Chiefs do better at the end, nearing they get better as the season goes, and uh, when it comes to the Cardinals, the guy I was talking about was Zayvon Collins. That's the guy they they spent a, a oh yeah yeah they, they drafted him last year, right? He was their first rounder. Yeah, uh, and they have Marcus Golden and Nick Vigil and Byron Murphy and Buda Baker, so they have talent. I mean, they got JJ Watt, who whatever the leftover JJ Watt, whatever. Yeah, I mean, is. this is this is uh, ride into the sunset here. They lost Chandler Jones, which I guess is pretty big. That was right. He's um, been kind of banged up for them in the recent years, anyway. So you know, he plays and then he doesn't play, and he was always a malcontent. So. Not sad to see him go. Yeah, I don't, I'm. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'm. It's hard. I'm hard pressed to believe they're going to lose this game. 
honestly. Yeah. I am too. So we're both on the Chiefs. Oddly enough, we're both on the same teams for these three games. So with that said, we will rip through the rest of the docket here, uh, and we will see where we line up as we pick all the games for our 272 contest, which is there's 272 games in the year, and we pick them all to see which one of the Eggy brothers knows more about football. And then the other one is just a, a, a stupid ass. So that's the way that it works. <laughs> Third down. So we will start uh, with the 1 o'clock games. I, and I think that these are all in order. I'd have to just check just to make sure. But the Eagles are going to be traveling into Detroit to face the Lions. The Eagles are four-point favorites. 53% of the tickets on the Eagles right now. Meanwhile, the Sharps and 60% of the tickets are on the Lions. So home dog here, of which there are 10 home dogs. We talked about a bunch already. The Rams are a home dog. The Cardinals were a home dog. Chargers were favored. But this is the third home dog we talked about here. Lions hosting the Eagles. Eagles favored by four. Over under 49, who do you got? I'm going to hammer the Eagles in this. You are going to hammer the Eagles. I picked the Eagles as well. Um, I originally kind of thought about the Lions, and then I just thought to myself, you know what, I, maybe the Lions turn it around, but God, you know, I, their coaching staff are all ex-players. I just don't get a good vibe out of that out of that team. You know, and what do you call it, did not do anything to help me along in that regard, and that was uh, the train uh, hard knocks because, God, I mean, those guys swear constantly. Now, granted, that's probably the industry, but, dude, they do it with no style. Zero style. They're just, they're one of the worst franchises in all of sports, dude. I know they have such a massive, what? They're they're up there. I mean, they're they're no no Pittsburgh uh, Pirates. I mean, let's not. Oh, my God. Pirates are infinitely worse. Yeah, I'm, the, the Detroit Lions have such a massive following, too. It's crazy. Well, I mean, football, man. NFL. NFL rules it all. So we've got uh, both Eggy boys here on the Eagles. I'm not touching that over under, uh, you know, 49. Doesn't mean anything to me. Actually, you know, there, there isn't anything really here this week in terms of over under that I like. I'll just say that uh, on the get-go. So um, I'll read off the numbers, but um, there's nothing I got in over under anywhere here. First you talked about tough. the you talked about the over unders I, I actually liked, which were the Bills were the the our our big games for the week are, are the best games for the over unders. Yeah, probably so. So Eagles, Lions, we're both on the Eagles. So we will travel to Atlanta for the next game, another home dog, Saints in Atlanta. Five and a half point favorites here. They are big favorites in terms of tickets and money. 70% of the tickets, 78% of the money. Meanwhile, the Sharps like the Falcons. I heard a bunch of people start talking about the Falcons late today, uh, thinking that the five and a half was too much. Where are you on the spectrum? Yeah, I, I'm i going to wait till the, I would wait till the very end, right before kickoff, and get the line on the Falcons, whatever it is. It's just going to keep going up especially if Michael Thomas keeps practicing. But I, I have – look, this is like an intradivision game. These guys know each other. They hate each other. You know it's a grudge match every time they play. Falcons, while Marcus Mariota not, might not be the best quarterback in the NFL, he'll be fine. He'll, he'll, he'll get the, the job done. And I actually look at this game as – 
almost one of the games I want to put in my money line parlay. Oh, really? Where no, the... I'm, I'm, I'm actually. I, I mean, go ahead. I, t- to me, I'm completely opposite. I'm taking the Saints here. Saints have a good oh, defense. No. Saints have a good defense. It's the same defense as last year, and everybody loved the defense. Uh, the offense obviously is questionable with Jameis in there, but you're getting Michael Thomas back. You didn't have him last year. You didn't lose Kamara this year to the arrest, so that might happen next year, but they're going to have him all year this year. You grabbed Chris Olave, so you got another wide receiver there. I, I don't know. I You know, People kind of liked the Saints at, at the back half of last year. And then all of a sudden, you know, I started hearing everybody on the Falcons today. I just didn't get it. I'm taking the Saints in the five and a half here. You're going to take the Falcons? I am. I'm going to take the Falcons. I'm hoping it goes even further. Not expecting too much in terms of uh, offense in this one as 42 and a half is the over-under. But we're on opposite sides. You're going to be with the Falcons. I'm with the Saints. So the Ravens are going to be another road favorite. This one against the Jets in East Rutherford. Ravens favored by seven. They are a huge favorite in terms of tickets and money. 86% of the tickets on the Ravens. 79% of the cash. That means that the Sharps are going to pick the Jets over under 44 and a half. I'm taking the Ravens. I, I didn't even think about it. I, You know, the Jets with Flacco here, the impossible spot. You know, maybe the Ravens can't score enough, but I think they do. No, I, the Ravens are just going to hammer the Jets. I, this The Jets aren't good. I, I don't know how to say that to everybody I talk to. Like, the Jets are they're pretty bad. and <laughs> yeah, uh, They're not a great team. The Ravens, while their defense is not good, was not good last year. Uh, I believe that they're healthier and they're a much better team than the Jets. And seven points really isn't that much. It's not, especially when you're going against Joe Flacco. So we head out to Cincinnati for the next game. The Bengals are hosting the Steelers. Bengals are favored big in this one, in this in division rivalry here. Six and a half points is what Cincinnati is getting here. They are also favored in terms of the tickets at 58%. Steelers have a slight lean in terms of money uh, with 51%. And the Sharps have not taken a side here. 44 is the over under not expecting a lot of points which was kind of shocking to me and of all the games that I looked at that I was kind of like ah you know that's kind of catching my eye the 44 low I guess because they're thinking the Steelers aren't going to score but I think the Bengals will but in this regard they're going to have to because they need the six and a half and the six and a half did not steer me away from Cincinnati although the Steelers were a darling child all over the shows today yeah I, I don't I don't agree with them all those shows. I just how if you don't have your possession receiver and being Deontay Johnson, your number one guy, that means you're gonna have to rely on Chase Claypool, the rookie pickins, and some no name to go with Najee Harris, and Najee Harris can't do the whole thing himself. I just the Bengals are good, man. Yeah. They're they're not they're not gonna suffer from the Super Bowl hangover. They're home. Right, they have the advantage of being at home. They have all of their talent healthy. Like, this, this shouldn't. I'm shocked. This spread so low. Like uh, I thought, this well, was like I, I thought it was. I thought it was kind of high. I just, I definitely think the Bengals, you know, get it at home here by more than seven. I, I mean, how much higher are you going to make it? I looking at it when I initially looked at it, I thought it would be like a nine and a half spread. What? Oh, get out of here! I, I Colts Texans originally was like eight and a half, 
And the Colts are I infinitely can't. better than the Texans. I can't believe that spread's only seven. That's that's a ridiculous oh, wow. spread too. Yeah, well, I, I thought it was heavy too, but uh, well, I, I thought it was. I thought it was a little heavy. Light. I, I didn't. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. We, we see them differently here. You think these spreads should be higher? I thought they were too high. But anyway, Bengals here. Even though it's high, doesn't doesn't shy me away. I'm going Cincinnati. Sounds like you are as well. Correct. So the. Another intra-division rivalry here. We got the Dolphins hosting the Patriots. Dolphins, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Right now, the money and the tickets are on the Dolphins. No sharp action in this one. Do the Patriots you know, throw a, a monkey wrench here in the new Dolphin regime as they bring in a new head coach? They bring in uh, Tyreek Hill. They put all these weapons on offense here. And then the Pats come in with a struggling defense and or struggling offense. And what happens here week one? A pass win outright. Yeah, I, I I actually have them as, as a money line. I have them a money yeah. line several times. So I got the Pats here as well. Yeah, I, the Patriots defense is always good. I don't care who's who's fucking coaching them, man. They're they're and and this being another game that's interdivision where you know these two teams hate each other, and the Pats always lose to the Dolphins, but they lose to them at the end of the year. They're not going to lose to him in the beginning of the year. Yeah, I don't know. McDaniel in there as a head coach. You're installing new systems. I, you know, I don't know how the McDaniel. Two are... No, is it? What did I? Did I? Not McDaniel. It's uh. It's not McDaniel. Did I screw it up? Oh, what's that dude's name? McDaniel is the Las Vegas Raiders coach. Oh, Josh McDaniels. No, I um. Oh, shit, come on, Rich. You fucking do an NFL football show. You just screwed up the head coach of the, of the Dolphins. He's a, he's a he's a weird. He's the guy he's from San San Francisco. He's took it from San Francisco, right? He was kind of like yeah. the he was kind of like the offensive uh, offensive coach there. Mind, I'm, yeah, whatever the hell. No, it is. I'm right, Mike McDaniel. Is it's it jo- McDaniel? Yeah, it's Josh McDaniel and Mike McDaniel. What are you doing Josh to me? McDaniel. What are you doing Josh to me? Josh Mike McDaniel. Sorry, my bad. Fuck a motherfucker. And boom goes the dynamite. So anyway, McDaniel Mike. coming in there, I, I think that, you know, uh, the better coaching might get, you know, a hold of him this week. Now, granted, you're dealing with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge as the offensive coordinators, which is like double zeros. But I still think that the Pats get this done, and I do like the money line like you were saying. Yeah, I love the money line. I as much as I think that Miami will be good as the season goes, I think they will get better. I I mean they're just like a piecemeal team of rando players like Tyree Kill and Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert. Like they literally just have pieces from all these different teams. And I I just I don't see them winning this game. I don't think they're as good as I mean, I know New England's not good, but like Really, Dolphins favored by three and a half? Yeah, I don't know. I, I people did like the Dolphins today, but the two of us do not. We're both taking the Pats. Next game is yeah. going to be in Washington. This game is going to see the Commanders facing off against the Jaguars. Commanders two and a half point favorites at home. Sharps like the Commanders. Everything else is on the Jaguars. Heavy on the money. Eighty percent of the cash is on the Jaguars. I am taking the Jaguars here. Jaguars were another trendy bet today on all of the shows. Um, I just I, I hate the Commanders and everything about them right now. Yeah, I, I, it's not that I'm picking the Jaguars because I like the Jaguars. It's because I do not like Carson Wentz. I will bet against him till I am blue in the face. I don't care if he fucks me, you know, 
five well, out of five times. I uh, hope that doesn't happen. I mean, unless oh, you're into that kind of thing. Jesus. I mean, unless you're into Where's that kind your of mind? thing. Where's your mind at, motherfucker? <laughs> saying, there's nothing wrong. It's 2022. Uh, I, I there's mean, nothing listen, wrong with it in 1980 either. It's just got to be uh, your, your style. It's the, not my Cars, Carson Wentz, that's this kind of dude I dig, right? That's that's just the dude I dig. I'm saying. All right. So we're both on the Jaguars there. Let's get our, our, our minds out of the gutter here. Rip through the rest of this docket. Another bad game coming up here. Not as bad as Commanders Jaguars, but 49ers road favorite here against the Bears. Seven point favorite here. Uh, 63% of the tickets on the 49ers. The Sharps and the money are on the Bears. I That's a head scratcher to me. The Bears really have nothing. This was an auto San Francisco pick. I put an asterisk with it because of the Kittle injury. I don't know necessarily if that's going to change the odds. I meant to look at it. Yeah, it's gone down to six and a half now. Uh, it's back to where it opened up. I, I I'm going to take the 49ers regardless. I'm, but I'm. This is another game. I'm going to wait till the end to see how low it gets because I think it'll get closer as the uh, as the as the game approaches. Yeah, well, we'll see. I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's at seven. I would think of anything, maybe it would actually go up. But regardless, I don't. I don't care what it is. The Bears are really bad, and great that they're at home. I, you know, maybe they pull a rabbit out of the hat. Maybe the Kittle injury ends up becoming a big deal. Maybe Trey Lance just stinks up the fucking field. But barring any that's of that, not that spread's not going to go up, dude. That spread's going to go down. People hate the Bears, dude. They, they I, I know hate they the Bears I, in this spot. But you can't. But Kittle was their. That eliminate, you know, think about how big that is for the running game. Like Shanahan is a running coach. Yeah, but I'm just saying. And when you so early, early in the betting, you've got the sharps and you've got the money on the Bears. The tickets are already on the 49ers. If you get some swing one way, you can't see that going from seven to seven and a half, maybe even an eight. No way. All right, because right. no one, no one's going to bet them if they can't run. They're not going to bet the, on the lack of, the lack of the lack of George Kittle isn't going to eliminate their entire running game. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a fact. I know it's, that, but it, you know, it's I mean, a he's big not even factor. lineman for crying out loud. All right, I'm not talking about the, mm. the, the Bears anymore. Uh, enough of the Bears. We're, we're no, both we're, taking we're the both ta- Yeah, we're both taking the Browns. Over to Carolina, where Baker Mayfield is going to get to battle his old team, Panthers hosting the Browns. This game went all over the place when Deshaun Watson was going to play. The Browns were favored. He went out. The Panthers became favored by a buck and a half. And then all of a sudden, the movement hit today as people pounded the Browns, and that brought it to a pick'em. So right now, it is a trifecta in terms of the Panthers. They have everything, sharps, tickets, and money, and heavy in both the tickets and the money over over 75% in both of those categories. So over under here, 42, not expecting a lot of points. Um, you know, so I, this Panthers pick for me is my lock of the week. So that's that's what I'm doing here. So I am Panthers. I'm not even thinking about it. Yes, the Brands have a good team. They have a good roster. It's Jacoby Brissett under center. And I'm sorry, I've seen Jacoby Brissett play now for years and years and years. He is what he is. I mean, a backup quarterback, a game manager at best. You know, if Baker Mayfield's worth anything, he's winning this game. No, I, I agree. The Panthers should destroy them. I put an asterisk just like the last game because of the whole McCaffrey thing. I, I don't think it's really going to matter. I mean, they're getting – you can get them getting a point and a half on specific websites. On FanDuel, you can get a, getting a point and a half. Like, come on. Like, they're home. The Browns are fucking horrible with Jacoby Brissett. 
Well, their uh, roster's good, right? And so everybody that loves the Browns right now, they keep just saying the same thing. The, the, the roster is better than Carolina's. Carolina's roster isn't that good, which I contend with. I don't think they're a great team, but I do think there's some talent on that team. You know, on both sides of the ball. I, I, I can't, I don't understand everybody. We've discussed this before. We've Like, talent doesn't mean shit. It means, all it means is that people know how to play the game. Right. What matters is system in the end of the day and how well those that talent fits in whatever system they're playing. And to that end, look, I, I am a giant fan. I hate Ben McAdoo. But Ben McAdoo was an okay coordinator. And the things that he wanted to do actually weren't terrible, right? I mean, he got ousted because he wanted to sit, what do you call it? He wanted to sit Eli and he couldn't get it in there. And now he's the new coordinator there. And so, look, is he a head coach? No. Is he a coordinator? He was okay. You know, I mean, he definitely had to make, I mean, he was coming from Green Bay to the Giants. I mean, he was all right. And now he's with Carolina. So in terms of coaching, like you're saying, I think it gives him a little bit more of a leg up than they were last year. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I guess. I I just what what I really think in the end of this is that the Browns unfortunately planned most of the offseason to have this one guy at quarterback and it ha- it trailed all the way into training camp and before you knew it they were like, "Nope, sorry. Now you're going to have to use your backup." You're gonna have to use your backup, and yeah. that 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 screws up. That screws up a team. Yeah, I, I like the Panthers here. It's my lock of the week. Uh, you're going Panthers as well. Yeah, not my lock of the week, but yeah, I, I like the Panthers. All right. Well, Houston is the next area of travel, as the Texans will be a home dog here. They're taking on the Colts. We talked about this just a little while ago. The Colts are seven-point favorites here. The Sharps and the money are on the Texans. The tickets are on the Colts. Not a lot. Uh, 86% of the money is on the Texans, which blows away the 55% of the tickets on the Colts. So trend-wise, Texans are really the pick right now. And I, the argument would be that the seven points is a little too aggressive uh, for a Colts team on the road with a new quarterback. What you think? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. The, the Texans, we've agreed. When we did our little tournament of who's the worst team in the NFL, was that last week or two weeks ago? I think the Texans were in the Super Bowl there. So uh, the Colts are really good. They, they don't even have to pass. They could just run the whole game if they want yeah, I think the argument here is Lovey Smith, defensive co- coordinator, now defensive coach, a little bit of history. They have a you know running back in Damian Pierce who seems to you know be on a rocket ship behind a line that isn't that bad. You have Sills in his second year um, who had moments of okayness uh, last year in 2021, and so is that enough to at least you know, brunt the seven points at home. And so I, I took the Texans. I'm, I'm not going to lie. You, you took the Colts, but I'm taking the Texans. We're on opposite sides here. I, I don't even know what to say to you, man. You, I don't you think they're good, but, dude, seven points? I mean, I, I don't know. To, e- to each their own. I You're an idiot, but to each their own. 
I could be. I could be, but I took the Texans here. It'll get even worse later on. I promise you that. Um, and so, I, you know, 45 and a half is the over-under. That, that's nothing either. But so we're going to take opposite sides. I'm going with Houston. You're going with Indianapolis. So the next game will be Packers-Vikings. This could have been one of the best games of the week that we could have talked about. Uh, the other ones kind of outweighed it in certain regards. But Packers, a road favorite here, one and a half points versus the Vikings. Packers have a little bit of the tickets and the money on their side. The Sharps are with the Vikings here. This game, a lot of people were number one on the Vikings and number two all over the Green Bay, Minnesota over, which currently is at 47 points. And everybody yeah. loved the over, and they love teasing it down and taking the over, which yeah. has a lot of you know a lot of value to it, I think, if you bring 47 to 41. I mean, holy Jesus. And so th- that's where it is. I ended up taking the Vikings only because I, I've got to see what the Packers have. I know they have Aaron Rodgers. He's better than Kirk Cousins. It's just... The rest of it, I have a question about. I know the Packers' defense is good. This game was just too close that, you know, I got to go with the closer the two teams at home. Uh, yeah, I, I think that Vikings are a more solidified offense. They've all been together for a long time. You know, like every one of those players on that team, on that offense, I think have been there for at least two years playing together. And Aaron Rodgers and that team, I don't know what they're going to do. They're almost, it, which is scary. It's like a question mark. Like, what are they going to do with that offense? Are, are is AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones going to play at the same time? Is Randall Cobb going to revive himself from four years ago? Is this that uh, Romeo? Is Romeo, Romeo Dubs? Is, is he the next Devontae Adams? Is Alan Lazard's not even going to play? You know what? What, what is? What are they going to do? I don't. I just I love the Vikings in this game. They're one of my uh, best bets, and I I honestly I'm going to take that money line too. Playing at home, I love it. So Chris, all over the Vikings. I am taking the Vikings at well. So we both we're, we're all over each other on on these games. I mean, there's only a couple of games that we differ. So that one we're the same too. So the next game is going to be in Tennessee. Titans-Giants. This is not a game that a lot of people like talking about. The Giants are dogs here by five and a half, so the Titans getting a lot of love at home. 54% of the tickets on the Titans. Uh, Sharps and a lot of money are on the Giants. 85% of the cash is on the Giants, which is a big number. Uh, so what are you going to do here with Titans-Giants in a toilet bowl type game? It's not a toilet. You, you, All you Giants fans are so... You're worse than Raiders fans. Well, I, the, the Titans got worse, and the Giants are still... I mean, look, are there worse games? Yeah, sure. 49ers-Bears, I think, is a terrible game. Commanders-Jaguars is a toilet bowl of the week. So that, that that's the toilet bowl. Yes, so, that's a toilet bowl. It's not that in that regard, but I mean, it, it's on the lower end here. I mean, God, the, the Giants are not good, and I don't know about if the Titans are this good this year. I, I don't, I, dude, there, there are people that are way more involved with the NFL than myself. Who if I've watched whom I've watched on TV talk about how the Giants are kind of a sleeper team and if they put it all together, they actually have the ability to go pretty far. Now, I don't want to get into a, a, a broken blue talk here. So what I'm just gonna say is I like the Giants in this game. We'll see what they got. I don't know if Derrick Henry's gonna destroy them and run all over them. 
He might, he may or may not. They're not going to be able to pass all over the Giants because I, you know, losing that talent, it's it's irreplaceable. So, in my opinion, I think that the Giants getting almost a touchdown is is a great option. Yeah, I'm with the Giants here too. And Broken Blue, I'm actually going to fire that up this year. I think I'm actually going to record an episode tomorrow or the next day to preview the Sunday games and then throw that into my podcasting schedule. Although with two kids and a solid job now and <laughs> you know, and doing another Broken Remote, which is a podcast that I do with my buddy Will from uh, my old job. It's, I'm running out of time, but i got to get the Giants in there. They're, they're, they're my team. That's my shit right there. So I'm going yeah, Giants here it. too. And, uh, you know, listen for the you put broken blue in your podcast searcher and uh when i get it up there you'll see it so uh anyway i'm going giants you're going giants as well 43 and a half is the over under so they're not looking for a lot of offense in this game you know probably not a lot of defense probably not a lot of anything and team two teams trying to figure out what the hell they want to be in 2022 so that brings us to the last two games that we have to talk about and the first one is going to be the sunday night football game as it will be the the Buccaneers at the Cowboys. This game in Dallas, Bucks road favorites two and a half points. The over under is fifty one. The tickets and the money are on the Bucks slightly, both under sixty percent. And then the Sharps have not taken an angle yet. So, uh, Bucks started to become a talked about bet here today as the day went on. Uh, a lot of people not liking the Cowboys and what has happened to their team. Are you also concerned about the hits they took to their defensive line or their defense plus the hits they took to their offensive line? Big injury in that regard. So is that of concern to you because the Buccaneers are banged up too? I love the uh, the Bucks in this. I can't believe the spread is what it is. This is another one. This is one of those games what where... What do you think the spread I, should be? 12 points? No, I just... I look at it and I'm like... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I look at it and I'm like, I don't... Uh, there must be something I don't know. You know, it's like one of those games. There's you know a lot I mean? of things you don't know. Uh, you're you're <laughs> funny. I'm fucking on fire! You I'm on fire! You don't... Yeah, you're on fire. You don't think this should be six and a half? What? <laughs> Get out you of here! Nothing, and I can. No, I don't think so. The Bucks are so. like one of the Bucks are one of the best teams in the Christian. That's my son. Sorry. No, that's okay. What's up, Christian? Um, Welcome to the party. He is very okay. All right. Should we go watch downstairs? Here, it's okay. It's okay, baby. You can have. You can let him sit. <laughs> It's like he podcast just wants, kryptonite right here. I know. I, I try and hide in a different room, and he finds me. He just hears my voice. Um. So I, I just thought that the Bucks didn't, outside of, I understand the off offensive line issues. I'm not scared by Dallas in any way, shape, or form. I don't think their defense is strong. So having Tom Brady, having whatever weapons he has still, I don't care where this game is. It's it should be more than two and a half. Uh, I'm I, I don't know I I don't think it should be two and a half, but I do like the Bucks, and I will say that based on what I was listening to today, I you know I probably should be maybe four because a lot of people yeah. like the Bucks. Yeah, I'm surprised it hasn't I shot up because 
Yeah, I, I, I'll take the field goal all day. That's just that's just Tom Brady to win by a field goal. Come on. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm on the, I'm on the Bucks here too. So we're both on the Bucks. Uh, maybe that line, you know, should be a little bit higher. I, you know, I don't think it should be six, but you know, I three and a half maybe get it over that three. So we're both in on the Bucks on that one. That's also going to be the premiere of the new NBC crew. That's Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth. Tirico taking over for Al Michaels. And then Melissa Stark, the lacrosse two, returns to the sidelines for NBC. And so that leaves one game left on the schedule. And that is the Monday night football game. It is going to feature the Broncos and the Seahawks playing in Seattle. It is the Russell Wilson Bowl, if you will. Broncos are the favorite by six and a half points. It's early, but tons of tickets, tons of money on the Broncos, both over 75% sharps on the Seahawks as of right now. Uh, Seahawks stand a chance here. This is a game I, I could see like, yeah, you know, I mean, it's on the road, which is the only thing probably saving it from being more than uh, not as, I mean, saving it from not being more than six and a half is what I'm trying to say. Stuttering. I, I, Seattle's pretty horrible. I, like, they're really bad. They're they're just as bad as the Texans. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I was trying to think of why this wasn't a little bit higher, like an eight-point spread. I mean, the Seahawks don't have I, a quarterback. I, who is they're starting? Geno, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, you know, Penny was okay at the beginning of last year, but he's a little banged up right now. DK Metcalf, you know, up. fell back down to earth after you know looking really good, you know, the years prior. You know, now he's got Geno Smith throwing the ball. I, I don't know. You know, defense wise, there's nothing. That, I mean, they they lost Bobby Wagner. You know, Brooks is taking his place, but still, you know. Not much, yeah. not much to think of in, in terms of Seattle. I took the Broncos. Yeah, I. I uh, speaking of the the Seahawks, the, I took Metcalf in a league. I don't even remember which league I, I took him in, but he that's the type of situation where I just Geno's just going to pepper him, and he's going to try and pepper Tyler Lockett, and every team's going to know it, and every team's going to uh, uh, guard against it, and it's like, wh- how are they going to? Compete like I just don't see them competing at all. Yeah, I don't any either. Game. Especially in this first game here, because the you know the Broncos I think are going to be out. You know, especially Russell Wilson is going to be out to to show the Seahawks what they had and that they let him get away. And the Broncos have been waiting for a quarterback for years, right? I mean, they haven't had anything since Manning. So Manning won him a Super Bowl. Yeah. That was the end of that run, and they've been sitting in purgatory ever since. But they built up a lot of offensive talent and so now it's going to be time to untap that along with the defense it's pretty solid too so uh broncos for me broncos for you as well correct yeah broncos all day all right 45 points is the over under in that one uh not expecting the seahawks to contribute to that at all that's probably going to be all all broncos if you will so there were all the games so we will wrap up and feed everybody our picks will do uh best bet Five picks for the Super Contest. We'll give you a parlay, a teaser, a prop, but then we'll actually put our money where our mouth is and we'll actually put uh, faux cash on the line. Fourth down. So we'll start with our our best bets. I already gave you mine. Mine is the Carolina Panthers. Chris, who are you going with? 
The Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles. You did say you like the Eagles, so that is going to be your best bet of the week. Super picks. I am going to give you my five. I took Carolina. Obviously, they were my best bet. I took New England. Plus three and a half. I took Houston plus seven. I took the Giants plus five and a half. And I took the Cincinnati Bengals by uh, with the six and a half. So I took Cincinnati with that big line. And then I took a lot of dogs. Right, Carolina, which is now a pick'em. New England, Houston, Giants, and Cincinnati are my super contest picks. So, Chris, who do you have for your five? Eagles, Ravens. Bengals, Colts, and believe it or not, the Vikings. The Vikings. Ah, well, I mean, we were talking about the Vikings. So, uh, again, Eagles, Ravens, Bengals, Colts, and Vikings for your five super picks. And that'll lead us over to our parlays. I am going to take a two-team parlay with two dogs, actually. I'm taking the Giants and those five and a half, and then I'm taking Carolina and the Pick'em. So I've got my best bet basically everywhere right now. And then the Giants, you know, five and a half. I don't necessarily like the Giants. It's just five and a half is a lot of points for a Tennessee team that's completely unproven. So I, I like that, and I figured, you know what, put that with Carolina, and that would be my parlay, Carolina Giants. Carolina Giants. Mm. I mean, that's I like mine. Her. That's I like my pick. Carolina. No, I know. I just I'm I'm examining. The you got something better to say? Open your fluidity. mouth and say it. Uh, okay, my parlay. My teaser, I, I like better. My teaser is. Uh, Don't do the teaser. Uh, do the parlay. We're doing parlays. Mine is Giants, uh, Carolina. I like my teaser better. That's yeah, the well, thing. we're just we're just doing our picks. We're just giving one of everything. That's the way it works. Man. All right, part my money line parlay, money line straight up, no spread. I like the Eagles to win outright. I like the Pats to beat the Dolphins. I like the Vikings to beat the Packers, and I like the Chiefs to just win that game outright. And if I win, that's a hundred bucks to win eleven hundred. So I I like that. So that that's your that's your parlay pick is is money line Philadelphia, New England, Minnesota, and Kansas City. That is Chris's that's parlay it. pick. My, mine is definitely not pulling you in return such as that. I'm like I said, Giants and Carolina were my two teams. So teasers, you said you had one you really liked. So let's hear. Yeah, so I like the Rams tonight. Big time. I like to to jack that up to eight and a half. Gotcha. Or or eight, whatever the the current spread is. Uh, I like to bring the Ravens game down to minus one. I like that. I like to bring the Bengals game down to to a half a point. I like that as well. And I like to jack the Cardinal game up to twelve, and and see if they can hold the. Uh, the Chiefs to, you know, maybe the 10-point victory, 10-point loss or whatever. Yeah, I, I stayed away from that, but I did, was looking at it from the other side. So your teaser that you like is Rams, Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Cards. Yeah. 
So what I did, I I was looking at some stuff similar. I was looking at a whole bunch of teams as to what I was going to do with the teaser. And I was looking at San Francisco bringing that down, Baltimore bringing that down, the Bengals, like you mentioned, bringing that to a half a point, bringing the Chiefs down to just basically a pick them, bumping the Lions up to 10, because while I like the Eagles, 10 points for the Lions at home, I, I thought that was a lot. And then the other one was the one that everybody talked about today, which was the Minnesota Green Bay over. A lot of people like that, and I got it. I mean, there should be a lot of offense with that. And so if you bring that line down to 41, it's definitely an over. So then looking at what I would pick out of all of those, I decided my teaser of the week would be San Francisco, Baltimore, and the Minnesota Green Bay over, teasing that down to 41. So that's what I did with my with my teaser. So we had some similarities there, specifically Baltimore and the Bengals that we were looking at and went in different directions otherwise. So, um, so that is our teaser. Prop of the week. I am going. I looked at a couple. I looked at uh, Mixon under two and a half or over two and a half receptions. Harris over 62 and a half yards. Mooney over four and a half catches. And Mayfield over eight and a half yards rushing. But ultimately, what I did was I went with Henry under 23 carries. I, he's just coming back from an injury. Can you see him putting him on the field and running him like 25 times? Why would you do that? I think the over-under is so high because they don't have too many receivers. They don't have talent. So they're thinking that they're just going to run all over the Giants. I guess, but you're going to run Derrick Henry 23-plus times and, and, and tax that foot? I I would imagine. I mean, he didn't pre- play in the preseason. So I just thought 23 was rather aggressive, and I took the under on that. Well, he's definitely not running 25 times a game. That's the shit truth. Yeah, so I, I don't think they would need to here. But so I took twenty three under as my prop of the week. Okay. Uh I looked at a couple props as well. Uh, I like uh Jalen Hurts passing yards over two twenty five. I can't believe that's so low. Okay. Um I really like the Vikings, so Dalvin Cook rushing yards over sixty nine and a half. That's <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, more ways than uh, one. Woohoo. Yeah. Uh, Wagner tackles over eight and a half tonight. I mean, that dude's a monster. Yeah, I, you know, oh, you know, because that's tonight's game. So I was trying to find defensive props and I couldn't find them because I, you know, we, we play IDP in a lot of our leagues. So I, you know, you kind of, when you play IDP, you kind of tune in a little bit more to the tackles, sacks and all the rest of it. And I couldn't find any because historically the, the stats for, uh, defense don't come out with all the rest of them. They wait until like the day of the game or the day before the game to release those. Right. So exactly. I didn't even think to look at Wagner's. Wagner's over under was what? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah. I, I kind of, I mean, he's a tackle machine. I do like the over there too. Yeah. I, I really do like the over. But the, the one I like best of the entire week, which I don't think you're going to agree upon after hearing who you like in the games. Uh, Amari Cooper receiving yards, 48 and a half. I like the under. Uh, no, I, I, it, oddly, I did see the Cooper number and I didn't necessarily like it because I, I just think that Brissett is going to throw underneath crap, you know, to get Cooper up to 48 and a half. That's going to be tough. He's not going downfield. No, he's not. Right. 
So I know I, I did see that number and actually going through them all, I, I thought it was I was like, oh, you know, it's a pretty fair number, but I probably would lean under on that one. But if you're going to go anything in that game, you're probably going to go uh, David Njoku over whatever yards. Uh, he is because... I was looking at the Njoku thing, too. I didn't put it here, yeah, but I did see that's... that number as well, because everybody's talking about Njoku having a, a, a big year here. Number one, because he's developed a little bit. Number two, because at least for the front end, Brissett's going to feed him constantly. Yeah, constantly, constantly. So your your favorite prop of the week is the Cooper under 48 and a half. Cooper might get hurt on the first play of the game and be out. Oh, Jesus. Knowing, All right. Knowing Amari Cooper. Now, now you're sending bad mojo his way. That, that's, that, that's enough of that. So without further ado, that brings us to... Oh, that's not what I wanted, you dumb shit. The gambling segment. That's what I wanted. I wanted my drum roll drop, and I hit the flipping rim shot. Uh, anyway, uh, so the gambling segment, we are going to give ourselves $10,000 bankrolls, and we are going to bet each week and see at the end of it how we turned out. As I mentioned four times, five times in this podcast, I did terrible, and my brother did okay. He actually netted himself about three times his initial bankroll of 1000 bucks. Now, you're not going to be able to do that, but I mean, if you hit 3000 at the end of the year, it's a 30% return on your 10000 which is still pretty good, and plenty of people would be taking that, especially in this kind of market. So I will let you start off, sir. And where are you going to spend your money this week? Uh, okay. So first and foremost, I'm going to take 100 bucks and lay it on the Eagles minus three and a half. You love the Eagles. You're all over the Eagles everywhere. I, I am. I, I think that they're just, they're my best bet. They're going to easily, easily hammer a team, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna destroy. Eagles are, are potentially one of the best teams in the NFC. All right, so you're taking the Eagles, and how much are you putting on them? Hundred bucks. Gotcha. So then I'm gonna take my teaser that we talked about prior, which is the Rams plus eight and a half. Yep. The Rams, Ravens, Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Cards. Yep. And I want a hundred dollars on that to win four hundred. Okay. All right. I'm also going to double up on that and make it a regular parlay. So we're going to do Rams, $100 uh, parlay, four team, which will pay out a thousand bucks, I think, from what I wrote down. Uh, It's going to be Rams plus two and a half. It's going to be Ravens minus seven, Bengals minus six and a half, and Cards plus six. All right. Then I'm going to do my money line parlay, which is going to be a thousand to win eleven hundred, and I'm going to use the e- the Eagles, the Pats, the Vikings, and the Chiefs, just like we talked about before. Gotcha. All right, and then I'm going to do. I I decided through this podcast that I really like the Vikings, so I'm just <laughs> going to take I'm going to take fifty and money line them. Straight up, no okay. spread, win the game. All right, so you're going in straight bets. You're going to take the Eagles and the spread. You're going to take Minnesota and the money line. 
and then yep. teasers, you're going to do the ones that you talked about earlier, and that was Rams, Baltimore, Cincinnati, and cards. You're going to turn that into a parlay, and you're just basically going to do the same bet just as a parlay, not as a tease, and then you're yep. going to do the money line parlay, uh, which you stated before, Philadelphia, New England, Minnesota, and Kansas City. And it looks like you're going to be putting $450 on the line for the week. That's it. We'll see what it pays out. Cool. Uh, for me, this is what I ended up doing. I did end up taking my best bet. I put $100 on Carolina. That was to net 190 The other bet I made uh, straight up was I took New England on the money line, and I bet 50 for 127 So I like New England to win. Um, I, again, it's just the thought of McDaniel having a little bit of difficulty, not only as a new head coach, but also having a, a new player in Hill trying to fix that system, everything else going on, and then granted, Belichick doesn't really have the, the best of all teams, but he always finds a way to get it done, and I just think that this might be a, a, a coaching game right here. So I took New England the 50 for 127. Then the teaser I did was San Francisco, Baltimore, and then Minnesota, Green Bay over, uh, which I teased down to 41. Like I said, I put 100 on that for 260. I took a parlay that I mentioned above, which was the Giants in Carolina. I put $25 on that to win about 90 And then the other tease that I did, was, or the other parlay that I did, was a New England-Jacksonville Moneyline parlay. So, Chris, you always like the Moneyline parlays because you get a good rip on them. And so what I did was I took 25 bucks, I put it on New England and Jacksonville both to win, and that would return 137 So all in all, I put 300 bucks on the line and my return when I add it all up could be up to eight hundred and five dollars something like that so that's what I ended up doing so Carolina Pickham New England with uh, on the money line tease with San Francisco Baltimore Minnesota Green Bay over under parlay of Giants in Carolina and parlay of New England money line Jacksonville money line and that my friends will do it for the broken helmets week one gambling show so with that we have basically five minutes five minutes wow we went really over here but we have five minutes till kickoff god it's enough to drive me nuts i gotta go get a beer in me somehow obviously you can't partake in, in that but where are you going to watch the game tonight uh my couch downstairs <laughs> your couch downstairs all right well where is it did uh did my godson take off and go to bed or is he floating around there He's uh, being held by my wife so he doesn't come running back in again during our podcast. Oh, all right. Well, at an hour and a half, let's put a pin in it until next week and wrap it up. Enjoy, everybody, your week of football, your weekends of whatever the hell you're doing, and all the best to your gambling bets, your fantasy players, all that good stuff. We're out. Talk to you next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.